You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 61, Mold versus Mildew. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Today, we're talking about mold versus mildew. And Steve, it's almost your birthday. Oh, it is. <laughs> well, we just celebrated our nation's birthday on the 4th, so. And, and you're celebrating what, what birthday this time? I don't keep track. <laughs> like 30, am I, I going to be 34? We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. that. That works. <laughs> so so now that the... That was sarcasm, is, people, just so you know. Yeah, exactly. We're... we're grown. We'll put it that way. <laughs> so now that we've gotten through the 4th of July and everybody is outside enjoying the summer, what would be the purpose of talking about mold versus mildew? The reason I wanted to do a podcast about it, because most people think it's the same thing. Most people will mistake, you know, mildew for mold or mold for mildew. Um, they think it's the same thing. It's not a big deal. Um, so that's why I wanted to talk about it, just to kind of explain it. Um, obviously, from the biology side, there's biologists could go a lot further in depth than I can. But from a mold specialist and what we do, there is a big difference between mold and mildew. So what is the difference? Well, the, the texture of it, the color, um, how harmful it is to you, who can clean it up. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the negative health effects. There, there there's There's... There's quite a few that are not like huge differences, but that are big enough. Like a mildew concern is a, it's usually just a surface. It's just a surface fungi. So for us as mold specialists, you're not going to pay us thousands of dollars to come in and clean it up, right? I mean, if, if you'd like to, we'd, we'd be more than happy to do it, but, but those are the differences. You know, mildew doesn't have, there's really no good use for mildew, whereas mold, we use mold, you know, for penicillin, and they use it to 
all sorts of stuff in the food industries and, and pharmaceuticals. So, so that's the differences. So when I think of mildew, I think of slimy. And when I think of mold, I think of fuzzy. Is that the texture difference? Correct. Yes. And so for the most part, um, like I said, mildew is like a surface thing that you're going to see, you know, like on your silicone behind your kitchen sink or on your shower tile, stuff like that. And it is, it's like a slimy, you know, when we talked about uh, kids toys and mold. Remember we talked about like their little squeaky toys Yeah. when you squeeze it out and it squeezes out all that slimy, black, nasty looking crud. Yeah. That's more of a mildew. That's not a mold because like I said, mildew is a, like a surface thing, whereas mold, mold is trying to just like a tree or grass or, you know, any sort of plant, it's trying to take its roots deeper into whatever surface it's growing on. Okay. And so besides the, the, the texture, I mean, and you said you'd find it in silicone. What, what causes, so we've all, we talk a lot about what causes mold to grow, what mold needs to grow. What does mildew need to grow? The same thing. All well, the same yes. thing. Okay. Yep. And mildew typically, you're going to see it in like a bathroom or behind a sink or around a sink on the silicone because it's constantly wet. So, so mildew, it's, it's the same thing. It has to have that moisture, but you'll typically find well, non-porous surfaces in a very humid room, you're, that's going to typically be mildew okay. versus not mold because the mildew is growing on a non-cellulose material. Okay. So, okay. and it, because of the, the texture of it and how slimy it is, it doesn't, it, it's not in the air like mold spores are. That's oh, why so you there aren't mildew spores. Well, there are, it's mold spores. It's fungi. Okay. It's fungi. Yep. So... But like mold spores can be up in the air just because that's what mold spores do. Depending on um, the type of mold it is, obviously, some are heavier, some are stickier. Like Stachybotrys, the black mold, that's a heavier, stickier type of mold. Um, so that, as far as texture, you could compare that a lot closer to mildew. Whereas mildew, because of that texture, that sliminess, it's not, it's too heavy to be in the air. Can mildew become mold? It could be, the reason it is, that's not, not really. I mean, it's a weird way to, to answer that question because once it's mildew, that's, it's mildew because of what it's trying to grow on. And it doesn't have the food, the cellulose right, material. Exactly. Okay, I got it. So it, more or less, it chose, and I, I'm not a biologist, so, um, more or less, it, it, it because of the conditions, it, it has to be a mildew. It's not a mold because it doesn't have the components it needs to, to become a mold. Okay, that makes that sense. That makes sense. It's yeah. not, it doesn't have the pore surfaces. Like a mildew, you know, you can see mildews on, let's say, a lot of times you'll see it on concrete, you know, in a, in a basement stairwell, or sometimes you'll see it on your siding. Um, sometimes it's algae that's grown on your siding. But, but to answer your question, no, it can't really become a mold problem because it, it's mildew because it doesn't have those cellulose materials to grow on. Okay. That, that makes sense. Now, what, what I think a lot of people want to know is, is mildew harmful in the way that mold is harmful? It is. It, really? Yeah. So, so once again, different mold types, and we talk about this all the time, mold affects every one of us differently. So different mold types are obviously going to affect people differently also. So keep that in mind that certain mold types are going to, give you different symptoms, you know, like 
like our, our typical mold symptoms that we talk about, you know, the coughing, the sneezing, the watery eyes and all that stuff, that, that's associated with mold. Now with mildew, the, the symptoms that you typically don't see, you don't hear us talk about a cough when we talk about mold sickness. Have you ever heard me talk about that? No. Because it, it, not that it can't happen, but it typically will not happen. Now with mildew, it can happen. And, you know, our, when we did a, uh, it's, you know, it's been months ago when that pandemic with the coronavirus started, you know, we were explaining the differences between what mold sickness symptoms were in COVID. And it's, it's similar. So with, with mildew, you get difficulty breathing, you have the coughing. Um, a sore throat is common, I think, for both and headaches. But the, the main things would be coughing and difficulty breathing. Okay. So that, well, and, and so I, I think a lot of people view mildew as they can just spray it with something and sort of wipe it off and then they're done. Is that the case? Because, yes. Okay. They can. So, so one of the big differences, like, like we were talking about when we first started it, who can clean it up? That's a huge difference. Okay. Um, knowing that it's surface, you can obviously clean it up with. You know, you can use that Clorox. Um, you know, I obviously would recommend going to your hardware store and getting some sort of fungicide or biocide. You can clean it with that because it's only on the surface. The one thing you have to keep in mind, though, if you have mildew growing that's visible, it's probably pretty likely because you already have the same conditions. It's it's humid. It, the only condition you don't have is obviously non-cellulose materials, but in what bathroom doesn't have, you know, sheetrock or cellulose materials? Does that make sense? So I guess my point is, is if you're cleaning up the mildew, it's, it's probably, unless you have a bathroom that was very well built, um, just like what I covered in, in my book, like the latest book, uh, building a mold resistant home. If you had that type of bathroom, then yeah, maybe you wouldn't have a mold issue. But in most bathrooms, my point is, is you're probably going to have a mold issue too. You just can't see it. Does that make sense? And so should people, I, I mean, I guess where I'm going with it is if people see mildew, they clean it up. Is that a real sign to them that maybe they should get an air test for mold done in their home? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so if you have a mildew issue... You have the moisture and humidity that's contributing to that. The mold spores you're not going to get rid of. So if you have that, we want to take care of why it's growing. Mild mildew's not going to grow. Like you can just look around here in the office. Do you see any mold or mildew? No. I mean, I know it's an office. It's not a bathroom. But it, even if we saw mildew in here, that's a concern. Because then I would say, well, something is causing, you know, if it's up in the corner by the ceiling something's leaking up there something's causing it so yes you can clean it up but on the other hand you, you you very likely could have a major mold problem you know behind the walls that you're just not seeing are there certain uh, you know things in homes or types of homes that lend themselves to uh, mildew issues or make them more prone to mildew issues I think of that the job that you did where there was a skylight and all the moisture that gets in to home because of a skylight. Are there certain things that you go, if you have this going on, either your home is built this way or you've got this going on, be vigilant because you that makes you more prone to it. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned skylight, which um, way back in the 90s before um, I had a partnership as a general contractor, we started out as roofers. 
And as roofers, if we were doing repairs or a new roof, I always tried to talk my clients out of a skylight. And of course, that's the 90s. Now we're 2020. So yeah, I'm old. But anyhow, um, I tried to talk them out of it because of the simple fact that they're problematic. Um, you know, things like having, having a hot tub in your house or a sauna in your house, you know, those are just problematic. If you can prevent it, not having it, it's better off. Well, something like a skylight nowadays, you know, their, their quality is a lot better. But even with that is, you know, when you have your skylight, you have, and I'm not thinking of the proper term, but you have that, that uh, space where, you know, say it's typically in a bathroom that it goes from what the bathroom ceiling is clear up to the top of the roof. So you have that cavity there and, you know, if there's just a minor leak, by the time you see that, you know, either in that, that cavity between the ceiling and the roof line, by the time you notice it, there's probably mold up in the attic too. And not, not it doesn't have to be mold, but it's, if there's water, there could be mold. So, you know, something like that. Um, something I used to see, uh, wasn't very often. Have you ever heard of a steam shower? No. So it, it's kind of almost like a, like a sauna. Okay. And I guess it's really not. I guess the best way to explain it is, is it was, it's a, it's a shower just in a bathroom. It's not sealed off like a sauna would be, right? But you, you turn it on and it more or less, it sprays steam into the shower. Oh, okay. It's kind of a, uh, back in the probably 70s, rich people like to do it. And I, I like I said, I, I would see it not that often. I'd see it on home inspections. And if you have something like that, you're asking for problems. Because of the humidity yep. and the moisture combined yep. together. Yep. And, you know, people uh, like yourself that like to take a really hot bath every night, <laughs> if you don't have the proper ventilation in there, you know, if you're consistently doing that, I mean, obviously we monitor and we pay attention to it, but if someone's consistently doing that, you know, you could have a mildew issue, you know, say in the corner of the, the tub. And if we were to see that, then we'd say, Hey, you know, you're, you're not keeping it dried out enough. And so we would obviously take, you know, protective measures. But once you see that mildew, you've probably got more issues going on. So stuff like that just, I'm not a big fan, and I once again I've seen hot tubs in houses. Uh, to me, that's I don't want to say dumbest thing you can do because if <laughs> some of our listeners have it, but it's just not a good thing. Then I've honestly, when I have seen a hot tub in a home, whether it's a mold inspection or a home inspection, I can smell it as soon as I come in the front door. Wow! Even if it's upstairs, because it's just so humid. Yeah. And for me, you know, we're. We talk about humidifiers and how I don't like them. In my opinion, why would you put something like that in your house that's just elevating humidity? So, so stuff like that. And like you said, like skylights, make sure, you know, in the fall, we'll go over our checklist. In the spring, we, we had a checklist. But, you know, make sure if you have things like skylights that you're paying attention to them. Yeah. So pay attention, observe, document. What is your call to action for people on this episode? So... You know, we were just talking about if you have, let's say, a steam shower or a hot tub or whatever, if you have those things, and even if you don't, make sure in your bathroom that you have proper ventilation. Okay. Just go in there, look around, make sure you don't see any mildew, look at the walls adjacent to the, the shower, make sure they're not wet, and, you know, if you, if, if you have an issue, one of your kids likes to take a 30-minute hot shower, 
you're going to have to tell them, hey, you're going to have to install another exhaust fan or we're going to have to leave the door open while you shower, but we can't keep doing this because it's going to prevent a mold issue. So when it it's funny because speaking of, you know, back when I, when I was doing home inspections, you know, I wrote a book, Black Mold and Home Inspections. And, you know, it's a great book. It's so far, it's been our bestseller. It's for some reason people, people just like that, but you know, and I think the subtitle kind of is catchy. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, yes, it is. Uh, what is it? What your realtor won't tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Black mold and home inspections, what your realtor won't tell you. And it, you know, we just, we like to just kind of have, you know, catchy subtitles, but it, we didn't, we didn't use that in a way to demean realtors. We're, we're just kind of pointing out the fact, and that's what's mainly in the book, that your realtor's paid to sell you a home. So at the end of the day, you know, are they going to talk to you about mold? They think mold's a four-letter word. So exactly. it's a great book. It's on, uh, it's an ebook yep. on Audible, Audible and, and paperback. paperback. So make sure you go to Amazon and look up Black Mold and Home Inspections, and we will definitely catch you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.